Section twenty one of Essays, Book three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. Essays, Book three by Michel de Montaigne. Translated by Charles Cotton. Of Vanity, Part Four. Besides these reasons, travel is, in my opinion, a very profitable exercise. The soul is there continually employed in observing new and unknown things, and I do not know, as I have often said, a better school wherein to model life than by incessantly exposing to it the diversity of so many other lives, fancies, and usances, and by making it relish a perpetual variety of forms of human nature. The body is therein neither idle nor overwrought, and that moderate agitation puts it in breath. I can keep on horseback, tormented with the stone as I am, without alighting or being weary, eight or ten hours together. Vires ultra sortemque senectai. Beyond the strength and lot of age. Aeneid 6, 114. No season is enemy to me but the parching heat of a scorching sun for the umbrellas made use of in italy ever since the time of the ancient romans more burden a man's arm than they relieve his head i would fain know how it was that the persians so long ago and in the infancy of luxury made ventilators where they wanted them and planted shades as xenophon reports they did i love rain and to dabble in the dirt as well as ducks do the change of air and climate never touches me every sky is alike i am only troubled with inward alterations which i breed within myself and those are not so frequent in travel i am hard to be got out but being once upon the road i hold out as well as the best i take as much pains in little as in great attempts and am as solicitous to equip myself for a short journey if but to visit a neighbour as for the longest voyage i have learned to travel after the spanish fashion and to make but one stage of a great many miles and in excessive heats i always travel by night from sunset to sunrise the other method of baiting by the way in haste and hurry to gobble up a dinner is especially in short days very inconvenient my horses perform the better never any horse tired under me that was able to hold out the first day's journey I water them at every brook I meet, and have only a care they have so much way to go before I come to my inn as will digest the water in their bellies. 
my unwillingness to rise in a morning gives my servants leisure to dine at their ease before they set out for my own part i never eat too late my appetite comes to me in eating and not else i am never hungry but at table some of my friends blame me for continuing this travelling humour being married and old but they are out in't tis the best time to leave a man's house when he has put it into a way of continuing without him and settled such order as corresponds with its former government tis much greater imprudence to abandon it to a less faithful housekeeper and who will be less solicitous to look after your affairs the most useful and honourable knowledge and employment for the mother of a family is the science of good housewifery i see some that are covetous indeed but very few that are good managers tis the supreme quality of a woman which a man ought to seek before any other as the only dowry that must ruin or preserve our houses let men say what they will according to the experience i have learned i require in married women the economical virtue above all other virtues i put my wife to it as a concern of her own leaving her by my absence the whole government of my affairs i see and am vexed to see in several families i know monsieur about noon come home all jaded and ruffled about his affairs when madame is still dressing her hair and tricking up herself forsooth in her closet this is for queens to do and that's a question too tis ridiculous and unjust that the laziness of our wives should be maintained with our sweat and labour no man so far as in me lie shall have a clearer a more quiet and free fruition of his estate than i if the husband bring matter nature herself will that the wife find the form as to the duties of conjugal friendship that some think to be impaired by these absences i am quite of another opinion it is on the contrary an intelligence that easily cools by a too frequent and assiduous companionship every strange woman appears charming and we all find by experience that being continually together is not so pleasing as to part for a time and meet again these interruptions fill me with fresh affection towards my family and render my house more pleasant to me change warms my appetite to the one and then to the other i know that the arms of friendship are long enough to reach from the one end of the world to the other and especially this where there is a continual communication of offices that rouse the obligation and remembrance the stoics say that there is so great connection and relation amongst the sages that he who dines in france 
nourishes his companion in Egypt, and that whoever does but hold out his finger in what part of the world soever, all the sages upon the habitable earth feel themselves assisted by it. Fruition and possession principally appertain to the imagination. It more fervently and constantly embraces what it is in quest of than what we hold in our arms. Cast up your daily amusements. You will find that you are most absent from your friend when he is present with you. His presence relaxes your attention and gives you liberty to absent yourself at every turn and upon every occasion. When I am away at Rome, I keep and govern my house and the conveniences I there left, see my walls rise, my trees shoot, and my revenue increase or decrease, very near as well as when I am there. Ante oculos erat domus, erat forma locorum. My house and the forms of places float before my eyes. Ovid, Tristia, 3, 4, 57. If we enjoy nothing but what we touch, we may say farewell to the money in our chests and to our sons when they are gone a-hunting. We will have them nearer to us. Is the garden or half a day's journey from home far? What is ten leagues, far or near? If near, what is eleven, twelve, or thirteen, and so by degrees? In earnest, if there be a woman who can tell her husband what step ends the near and what step begins the remote, I would advise her to stop between. Excludat jurgea finis. Utor permiso, caudaeque pilos ut equinae palatim velo, et demo unum, demo etiam unum, dum cadat elusus ratione ruentis acervi. Let the end shut out all disputes. I use what is permitted. I pluck out the hairs of the horse's tail one by one, while I thus outwit my opponent. Horace, Epistles, 2, 1, 38, 45. And let them boldly call philosophy to their assistance, in whose teeth it may be cast that, seeing it, neither discerns the one nor the other end of the joint, betwixt the too much and the little, the long and the short, the light and the heavy, the near and the remote, that, seeing it, discovers neither the beginning nor the end, it must needs judge very uncertainly of the middle. Rerum natura nullam nobis dedit cognitionem finium. Nature has given to us no knowledge of the end of things. Cicero, Academica, 2.29 are they not still wives and friends to the dead who are not at the end of this but in the other world 
we embrace not only the absent but those who have been and those who are not yet we do not promise in marriage to be continually twisted and linked together like some little animals that we see or like the bewitched folks of carenti tied together like dogs and a wife ought not to be so greedily enamoured of her husband's foreparts that she cannot endure to see him turn his back if occasion be but may not this saying of that excellent painter of woman's humours be here introduced to show the reason of their complaints uxor si cases aut te amare cogitat aut te te amare aut potare aut animo obsequi et tibi bene esse soli cum sibi sit male your wife if you loiter thinks that you love or are beloved or that you are drinking or following your inclination and that it is well for you when it is ill for her terence adelphoe one one seven or may it not be that of itself opposition and contradiction entertain and nourish them and that they sufficiently accommodate themselves provided they incommodate you in true friendship wherein i am perfect i more give myself to my friend than i endeavour to attract him to me i am not only better pleased in doing him service than if he conferred a benefit upon me but moreover had rather he should do himself good than me and he most obliges me when he does so and if absence be either more pleasant or convenient for him tis also more acceptable to me than his presence neither is it properly absence when we can write to one another i have sometimes made good use of our separation from one another we better filled and further extended the possession of life in being parted he la boisie lived enjoyed and saw for me and i for him as fully as if he had himself been there one part of us remained idle and we were too much blended in one another when we were together the distance of place rendered the conjunction of our wills more rich this insatiable desire of personal presence a little implies weakness in the fruition of souls as to what concerns age which is alleged against me tis quite contrary tis for youth to subject itself to common opinions and to curb itself to please others it has wherewithal to please both the people and itself we have but too much ado to please ourselves alone as natural conveniences fail let us supply them with those that are artificial tis injustice to excuse youth for pursuing its pleasures and to forbid old men to seek them when young 
i concealed my wanton passions with prudence now i am old i chase away melancholy by debauch and thus do the platonic laws forbid men to travel till forty or fifty years old so that travel might be more useful and instructive in so mature an age i should sooner subscribe to the second article of the same laws which forbids it after threescore but at such an age you will never return from so long a journey what care i for that i neither undertake it to return nor to finish it my business is only to keep myself in motion whilst motion pleases me i only walk for the walk's sake they who run after a benefit or a hare run not they only run who run at base and to exercise their running my design is divisible throughout it is not grounded upon any great hopes every day concludes my expectation and the journey of my life is carried on after the same manner and yet i have seen places enough a great way off where i could have wished to have stayed and why not if chrysippus cleanthes diogenes zeno antipater so many sages of the sourest sect readily abandoned their country without occasion of complaint and only for the enjoyment of another heir in earnest that which most displeases me in all my travels is that i cannot resolve to settle my abode where i should best like but that i must always propose to myself to return to accommodate myself to the common humour if i feared to die in any other place than that of my birth if i thought i should die more uneasily remote from my own family i should hardly go out of france i should not without fear step out of my parish i feel death always pinching me by the throat or by the back but i am otherwise constituted tis in all places alike to me yet might i have my choice i think i should rather choose to die on horseback than in bed out of my own house and far from my own people there is more heart-breaking than consolation in taking leave of one's friends i am willing to omit that civility for that of all the offices of friendship is the only one that is unpleasant and i could with all my heart dispense with that great and eternal farewell if there be any convenience in so many standers by it brings an hundred inconveniences along with it i have seen many dying miserably surrounded with all this train tis a crowd that chokes them tis against duty and is a testimony of little kindness and little care to permit you to die in repose one torments your eyes another your ears another your tongue 
you have neither sense nor member that is not worried by them your heart is wounded with compassion to hear the mourning of friends and perhaps with anger to hear the counterfeit condolings of pretenders whoever has been delicate and sensitive when well is much more so when ill in such a necessity a gentle hand is required accommodated to his sentiment to scratch him just in the place where he itches otherwise scratch him not at all if we stand in need of a wise woman to bring us into the world we have much more need of a still wiser man to help us out of it such a one and a friend to boot a man ought to purchase at any cost for such an occasion i am not yet arrived to that pitch of disdainful vigour that is fortified in itself that nothing can assist or disturb i am of a lower form i endeavour to hide myself and to escape from this passage not by fear but by art i do not intend in this act of dying to make proof and show of my constancy for whom should i do it all the right and interest i have in reputation will then cease i content myself with a death involved within itself quiet solitary and all my own suitable to my retired and private life quite contrary to the roman superstition where a man was looked upon as unhappy who died without speaking and who had not his nearest relations to close his eyes i have enough to do to comfort myself without having to console others thoughts enough in my head not to need that circumstances should possess me with new and matter enough to occupy me without borrowing this affair is out of the part of society tis the act of one single person let us live and be merry amongst our friends let us go repine and die amongst strangers a man may find those for his money who will shift his pillow and rub his feet and will trouble him no more than he would have them who will present to him an indifferent countenance and suffer him to govern himself and to complain according to his own method i wean myself daily by my reason from this childish and inhuman humour of desiring by our sufferings to move the compassion and mourning of our friends we stretch our own incommodities beyond their just extent when we extract tears from others and the constancy which we commend in every one in supporting his adverse fortune we accuse and reproach in our friends when the evil is our own we are not satisfied that they should be sensible of our condition only unless they be moreover afflicted a man should diffuse joy but as much as he can 
smother grief he who makes himself lamented without reason is a man not to be lamented when there shall be real cause to be always complaining is the way never to be lamented by making himself always in so pitiful a taking he is never commiserated by any he who makes himself out dead when he is alive is subject to be thought living when he is dying i have seen some who have taken it ill when they have been told that they looked well and that their pulse was good restrain their smiles because they betrayed a recovery and be angry at their health because it was not to be lamented and which is a great deal more these were not women i describe my infirmities such as they really are at most and avoid all expressions of evil prognostic and composed exclamations if not mirth at least a temperate countenance in the standers-by is proper in the presence of a wise sick man he does not quarrel with health for seeing himself in a contrary condition he is pleased to contemplate it sound and entire in others and at least to enjoy it for company he does not for feeling himself melt away abandon all living thoughts nor avoid ordinary discourse i would study sickness whilst i am well when it has seized me it will make its impression real enough without the help of my imagination we prepare ourselves beforehand for the journeys we undertake and resolve upon them we leave the appointment of the hour when to take horse to the company and in their favour defer it i find this unexpected advantage in the publication of my manners that it in some sort serves me for a rule i have at times some consideration of not betraying the history of my life this public declaration obliges me to keep my way and not to give the lie to the image i have drawn of my qualities commonly less deformed and contradictory than consists with the malignity and infirmity of the judgments of this age the uniformity and simplicity of my manners produce a face of easy interpretation but because the fashion is a little new and not in use it gives too great opportunity to slander yet so it is that whoever would fairly assail me i think i so sufficiently assist his purpose in my known and avowed imperfections that he may that way satisfy his ill nature without fighting with the wind if i myself to anticipate accusation and discovery confess enough to frustrate his malice as he conceives tis but reason that he makes use of his right of amplification and to wire draw my vices as far as he can attack has its rights beyond justice 
and let him make the roots of those errors i have laid open to him shoot up into trees let him make his use not only of those i am really affected with but also of those that only threaten me injurious vices both in quality and number let him cudgel me that way i should willingly follow the example of the philosopher bion antigonus being about to reproach him with the meanness of his birth he presently cut him short with this declaration i am said he the son of a slave a butcher and branded and of a strumpet my father married in the lowest of his fortune both of them were whipped for offences they had committed an orator bought me when a child and finding me a pretty and hopeful boy bred me up and when he died left me all his estate which i have transported into this city of athens and here settled myself to the study of philosophy let the historians never trouble themselves with inquiring about me i will tell them about it a free and generous confession enervates reproach and disarms slander so it is that one thing with another i fancy men as often commend as undervalue me beyond reason as methinks also from my childhood in rank and degree of honour they have given me a place rather above than below my right i should find myself more at ease in a country where these degrees were either regulated or not regarded amongst men when an altercation about the precedence either of walking or sitting exceeds three replies tis reputed uncivil i never stick at giving or taking place out of rule to avoid the trouble of such ceremony and never any man had a mind to go before me but i permitted him to do it besides this profit i make of writing of myself i have also hoped for this other advantage that if it should fall out that my humour should please or jump with those of some honest man before i die he would then desire and seek to be acquainted with me i have given him a great deal of made way for all that he could have in many years acquired by close familiarity he has seen in three days in this memorial and more surely and exactly a pleasant fancy many things that i would not confess to any one in particular i deliver to the public and send my best friends to a bookseller's shop there to inform themselves concerning my most secret thoughts excutienda damus praecordia we give our hearts to be examined perseus five twenty two did i by good direction know where to seek any one proper for my conversation i should certainly go a great way to find him out for the sweetness of suitable and agreeable company cannot in my opinion be bought too dear 
oh what a thing is a true friend how true is that old saying that the use of a friend is more pleasing and necessary than the elements of water and fire to return to my subject there is then no great harm in dying privately and far from home we conceive ourselves obliged to retire for natural actions less unseemly and less terrible than this but moreover such as are reduced to spin out a long languishing life ought not perhaps to wish to trouble a great family with their continual miseries therefore the indians in a certain province thought it just to knock a man on the head when reduced to such a necessity and in another of their provinces they all forsook him to shift for himself as well as he could to whom do they not at last become tedious and insupportable the ordinary offices of life do not go that length you teach your best friends to be cruel perforce hardening wife and children by long use neither to regard nor to lament your sufferings the groans of the stone are grown so familiar to my people that nobody takes any notice of them and though we should extract some pleasure from their conversation which does not always happen by reason of the disparity of conditions which easily begets contempt or envy toward any one whatever is it not too much to make abuse of this half a lifetime the more i should see them constrain themselves out of affection to be serviceable to me the more i should be sorry for their pains we have liberty to lean but not to lay our whole weight upon others so as to prop ourselves by their ruin like him who caused little children's throats to be cut to make use of their blood for the cure of a disease he had or that other who was continually supplied with tender young girls to keep his old limbs warm in the night and to mix the sweetness of their breath with his sour and stinking i should readily advise venice as a retreat in this decline of life decrepitude is a solitary quality i am sociable even to excess yet i think it reasonable that i should now withdraw my troubles from the sight of the world and keep them to myself let me shrink and draw up myself in my own shell like a tortoise and learn to see men without hanging upon them i should endanger them in so slippery a passage tis time to turn my back to company but in these travels you will be taken ill in some wretched place where nothing can be had to relieve you i always carry most things necessary about me and besides we cannot evade fortune if she once resolves to attack us i need nothing extraordinary when i am sick i will not be beholden to my bolus to do that for me which nature cannot 
at the very beginning of my fevers and sicknesses that cast me down whilst still entire and but little disordered in health i reconcile myself to almighty god by the last christian offices and find myself by so doing less oppressed and more easy and have got methinks so much the better of my disease and i have yet less need of a notary or counsellor than of a physician what i have not settled of my affairs when i was in health let no one expect i should do it when i am sick what i will do for the service of death is always done i durst not so much as one day defer it and if nothing be done tis as much as to say either that doubt hindered my choice and sometimes tis well chosen not to choose or that i was positively resolved not to do anything at all i write my book for few men and for few years had it been matter of duration i should have put it into firmer language according to the continual variation that ours has been subject to up to this day who can expect that its present form should be in use fifty years hence it slips every day through our fingers and since i was born it is altered above one half we say that it is now perfect and every age says the same of its own i shall hardly trust to that so long as it varies and changes as it does tis for good and useful writings to rivet it to them and its reputation will go according to the fortune of our state for which reason i am not afraid to insert in it several private articles which will spend their use amongst the men that are now living and that concern the particular knowledge of some who will see further into them than every common reader i will not after all as i so often hear dead men spoken of that men should say of me he judged he lived so and so he would have done this or that could he have spoken when he was dying he would have said so or so and have given this thing or t'other i knew him better than any now as much as decency permits i here discover my inclinations and affections but i do more willingly and freely by word of mouth to any one who desires to be informed so it is that in these memoirs if any one observe he will find that i have either told or designed to tell all what i cannot express i point out with my finger verum animo satis haec vestigia parva sagaci sunt per quae possis cognoscere caetera tute by these footsteps a sagacious mind may easily find all other matters lucretius one four hundred three i leave nothing to be desired or to be guessed at concerning me 
if people must be talking of me i would have it to be justly and truly i would come again with all my heart from the other world to give any one the lie who should report me other than i was though he did it to honour me i perceive that people represent even living men quite another thing than what they really are and had i not stoutly defended a friend whom i have lost they would have torn him into a thousand contrary pieces end of section twenty one